0: The views and opinions expressed on the Untold History Revealed podcast are solely those of the individual stating them and are not necessarily those of the Untold History Revealed owners.
1: Now sit back and grab a cup of coffee or tea as we discuss some moments in history that may have been untold or forgotten.
0: Another episode of Untold History Revealed starts now.
1: Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Untold History Revealed. I am your host, Sean Donley.
0: And I'm your co-host, Marianne
1: Donley. Hey, this is part three of an epi- or a series that we're doing on the 1893 Columbian Exposition, also known as...
0: The Chicago World's Fair.
1: There we go. Yes. So we already covered in uh, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the Visitor's.
0: Yes, some of the people who visited. Yeah. And then last week, we were talking about some of the firsts.
1: Some of the firsts.
0: And I actually have a tie together for those two today. Nice. Melville Dewey. Yes, that's the one, the Dewey Decimal System guy, right? He actually presented at the Chicago World's Fair. He presented the vertical file.
1: Very interesting. So...
0: A famous person that we know, and some new contraption. So tie together for those last two weeks.
1: Okay, so that's one we forgot, huh? Well, it's one that I continue
0: finding. As I continue to do more and more research, I find more and more little little tidbits.
1: All right, so tonight we are talking about tragedies.
0: Yes, unfortunately it was not all fun and games.
1: No, we're going to talk about the tragedies surrounding the world's fair uh and we were gonna kind of we didn't think we would find that many but we did so we're probably going to have to do a a fourth a fourth episode and actually talk about its the fair itself the fair some, yeah yeah some statistics and things like that but uh yeah so before we get started okay Let's introduce ourselves in case uh, people don't know who we are and why we're doing this.
0: All right, go ahead.
1: All right, we are the owners of PanicD.com and Dark Shadow Ghost Tours. And wow, this is Season 2, Episode 12. I don't even know how many we have out there. (laughs) (laughs) So many. Uh, But Marianne and I started this a while ago. Uh, We thought we'd just sit down because we do so much research on the different places that we travel to that we thought it would be kind of fun to do a podcast and go over some of the stuff that's not quite paranormal but some of it is paranormal.
0: But some of it's just cool facts, things that yeah. we just didn't know, or maybe it might be something that you did know but you kind of forgot about and you're like, Oh yeah, that's right.
1: Right. Or it didn't quite know all the details about it, kinda of brushed over it in school, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's what untold history revealed is about. Yes. And we had a couple little breaks in we our did. in our podcast. Happens. life yeah, happens. Life happens. But uh first one was because we had some things we were dealing with at work got that taken care of Mm -hmm. um the second one was we started a new project Mm -hmm. and we're trying to get that schedule in with our full-time job and all of our travels and all that stuff like that and that seems to be off the ground we got that into a schedule and that is we have our own youtube channel which is panic d videos and you can go see our see my ugly face beauty and the beast
0: (laughs) so if you want to see what we really look like what we really look like you can go
1: over to youtube and look up panic d videos and on our channel we are focusing on the different locations across the united states that we have visited that have paranormal claims so that we kind of took a little break there and got that going and seemed to have that schedule settled and thought we bring it back yeah and yeah.
0: we decided to bring it back with uh the 1893 world's exhibition uh, because right. this is um this is something that we found through a lot of our research that ties so many things yeah. together everything it's s- crazy
1: seems to have some sort of tie back to this at least a time period that we love to study and that yes. is around this time period so yeah. That's who we are. That's yeah. what's going on. Absolutely. And are we ready to get rolling?
0: I think we should.
1: All right. So let's start off with the first... Well, I guess it's not that bad of a tragedy. It's no, just kind of it's interesting. Kinda,
0: <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, really? Did they progressively Aww.
1: get worse as we go along? Is that Cut. the order that you have on in? Uh, I thing? Well, not necessarily, pretty but
0: pretty close. Okay. Although it kind of also goes time-wise as well. So kind of ties them both ways okay all right so are you ready
1: yeah let's let's hit it all right
0: all right so the first one i don't have his name but there was a a poor guy (laughs) and i just feel bad for him he decided um they had this this little area uh just off the midway it was kind of like set up almost like a town but not quite and uh well this guy decided to ship himself to the Colombian World's Fair. So he uh, shipped himself.
1: So he didn't buy a ticket. He just right shipped himself. He just
0: shipped himself, and he didn't even pay to ship himself. He shipped himself COD.
1: Oh, <laughs> I didn't hear that part.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he he shipped COD himself to whom? <laughs> The Chicago World's Fair, I guess. COD. Yeah. Um, so nice. he shipped himself COD freight on a railroad from a thousand miles away. Nice. He finally gets there. Apparently, someone signed for him. <laughs> and then he gets out of his little box and gets arrested. He got imagine. arrested for not paying. An entrance fee to the grounds and so he was actually arrested for entering the grounds without a ticket
1: <laughs> but did they pay the shipping <laughs> you don't
0: know. well i assume since he got out of the box
1: yeah.
0: they must have paid the shipping but this poor guy he ships so himself, he himself via railroad a thousand miles wow. and then he it. gets out of the box and he He's still not allowed to go to the Chicago World's Fair because he didn't buy a 25 cent ticket.
1: (laughs) Tells you about the dedication of people wanting to go to this thing. Yeah. I bet you it smelled really ripe when they opened that crate open too.
0: Yeah, because you think... Was uh, it a
1: crate or a box? I
0: I believe it was a crate. (laughs) Um, But you you think like a thousand (laughs) miles on a railroad.
1: Oh, that had to be uncomfortable. Right?
0: Yes. I couldn't imagine. Like, I spent an I spent a night on an overnight railroad before, and it's okay, but it's nothing I want to do, like, all the time. I can't imagine being part of the freight, oh, wow. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, and you would have stuff stacked on top of you. Yes. It's like, oh, man. And own, you know,
0: it's not going to be, like.
1: In your own oh, waste. Oh,
0: geez. Yeah, because a 1,000 miles is going to take a few days.
1: Okay, well, let's move on. So, all right, that, so
0: we're leaving the poor sorry, COD folks. guy. Sorry,
1: folks. We painted a pretty picture on that <laughs> one.
0: The poor COD guy. Oh, there
1: goes the subscribers.
0: He should have just, dunk, you know, dunk, dunk. decided to come on in. I mean, it wasn't really... I mean, it was... It was it, it costs to get so in. Now, wait a minute.
1: Let's just back up a second. So here's this guy. He's just like gonna send himself COD. <laughs> all right. And he gets there and he pay. And he doesn't even buy a ticket.
0: Well, he came in. He his crate came in to the fairgrounds. Was
1: he going to buy a ticket? You don't know.
0: The theory is no. That's why he shipped himself COD. Was so he could get in without paying.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. He could've got away with it if he would have shipped himself like somewhere else, paid for the shipping. You know.
0: Snuck in some other Snuck way. Okay, they wouldn't have known. But you yeah, you
1: <sighs> poor, Okay. Poor guy. Next one.
0: All right, so the next one is pretty pretty common. Everybody knows about well, not everybody, but a lot of people know about H. H. Holmes. A lot of us creepy people know. Creepy that. people know. Yeah, he's a Mary Christmas first serial killer. He set up his wonderful murder castle, which was the World's Fair Hotel. He didn't call it murder castle. We do. Uh, he he had the World's Fair Hotel. And he went ahead and and went down to the train stations and to other hotel lobbies. And he's like, hey, come stay at my hotel. You'll love it. You know, you'll never want to (laughs) leave. Some of you
1: won't
0: leave. Uh, So that's kind of a tragedy that happened uh, at the World's Fair is the fact that he had this murder castle. People were coming to enjoy the fair, coming to get a job at the fair. They would be murdered and their families would never know what happened to them. They yeah. just disappeared. Um, apparently, he would, you know, say, hey, go ahead, write this, write a telegram. I'll make sure it gets to your family. Um, sometimes he would, but then they would never be heard it from again. Other times, he didn't even do that. Uh, he just kind of took it and pocketed the telegram and um, they didn't know whatever happened to him. They got on the train to go towards Chicago, but did they ever get there? You know,
1: never heard from,
0: never heard from again. And, and that did happen to not only people at the the Holmes murder castle, but other people kind of disappeared too. You know, it was a time to, you know, if you were trying to get away, kind of disappear, but um, all the ones that were actually murdered uh, during the world's fair and, and there are uh, documented
1: there. reports of him being at the fair with with some victims. of his
0: victims that yes yeah. later disappeared yeah yeah that's absolutely creepy
1: yeah and that's we've, really creepy
0: we've gotten into doing a lot of research on homes uh over the course of the last couple of years and Uh, especially with my forensics class that I teach and getting to meet his great, great grandson, you know? So we've kind of gotten into, you know, doing a little bit of research with that, but that it really does. I mean, if it wasn't for the world's fair, he would have had a little more difficulty in procuring individuals. (laughs) Well, you know, because they wouldn't have been so just,
1: you know, we talked about this in the other podcast and we'll probably talk about it again next week. But, uh, you know, just imagine how history, and I, I'm just going to throw this deep theory out there. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. The World's Fair could have been in New York, Washington, D.C., St. Louis, or Chicago. And it ended up in Chicago. Okay. Mm. Imagine if New York was picked, or Washington, D.C., was picked, or even St. Louis. How history could have changed like the outcome of history could have changed if some of his victims were other influential people from Ooh, those other areas. Yes. You know, if you look at St. Louis, there's Budweiser beer started there, you know, all that other stuff right there, you know, that kind of stuff, Washington, DC, all the politicians and relatives of politicians and things like that. New York city, you know, you, you got such a diversity there in New York city. how, it's just mind-blowing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, He's I attracted. Never, he was yeah. attracted
1: to, to Chicago because of the World's Fair. So he could have ended up doing what he did in any of those other locations. That is true. Interesting. Interesting theory. Mm-hmm.
0: And there are theories that he was planning to do something very similar in another town. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so.
1: On some property he inherited. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: From one of his victims, mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, the Holmes case brings some more tragedy to the to the World's Fair.
1: So. So we did a podcast a while ago mm-hmm. about Holmes. Could he have been the uh, Jack the Ripper? Uh huh. Um, we really didn't did go that- into. A lot of depths about HH H. Holmes.
0: No at that point right. we were we maybe were we'll just starting. the the, uh, the American Ripper series had just started <laughs> yeah. uh, on we the History Channel and we were talking about you know some of the things that came out in there and what our th- theories were based on what we saw. Um, so on this particular podcast no we haven't really gone too deep uh, yeah. we but I have to do that in know. the future maybe
1: okay so All right
0: all right. More tragedy.
1: Oh, well, how many more do you have?
0: I have three you have three more, more tragedies.
1: All right. Well, uh, let's, do one, let's more. do one more and then we'll take our break.
0: Yes, because the other two can do that. Yes. Okay. All right. So during the Chicago World's Fair, they had an area called the Midway. And on the Midway was the Ferris's Wheel and all the, you know, wild entertainment, you know. But they also had what they called a captive balloon or the airship, Chicago as it was deemed. And that was basically a hot air balloon ride. Okay. Well, as it turned out, there was a bad storm that came in and it brought the balloon to pieces. It's very sad. Um, they lost the entire balloon and it was gone for them the remainder of the world's fair. So on July 9th, um, the balloon had gone on countless trips. Uh, I believe I read somewhere that it was like 35 trips already that afternoon. They had, it had gone up and uh, it flew a thousand feet high and it had a hundred thousand cubic feet of he uh, of hydrogen, not helium. Hydrogen, hydrogen. Uh, that was um, utilized to make, give it its lift, and then it, of course it was tethered so that it wouldn't just you know go all over. Um, it was captained by uh, Captain Aller, and he had been taking people up, and he had a, a group up in the. Uh, balloon around five thirty in the afternoon, and he noticed while he's up there, he noticed there was like a really black cloud.
1: Yeah, storm off. And he saw a
0: storm, and he said, "We need to come down." So he picked up um, a, a signal flag, and he signaled for them by leaning over the basket and and like flailing this this flag. Um, to the lookout below, they needed to bring them down and no sooner had they gotten down and the people got out that this storm really blew in. And it was like hurricane force winds and this, this gale wind came off and just shred the balloon. And, uh, it was totally destroyed. If those people would have, been still up in the balloon it could have been so much worse Uh, but they had actually just all got off and and thanks to captain allen who was really paying attention and saw that that cloud so are you deeming this a tragedy
1: or a potential so
0: it was it was a potential tragedy but, for the fair itself, it was a tragedy because the balloon was gone. Lost the balloon. They lost the balloon and they were but not no able to no lives, no lives were lost in the balloon. But in that particular day, uh, it was either five or seven people did lose their lives. On boats and things out on the water
1: because of the storm. Because
0: of the storm that that blew in, and so there were people who did die that day, but not in the Great Balloon, um, in the captive balloon. That one, everybody. I wonder if he s- saved anybody else by
1: you know being up there and seeing that it was and coming. getting those signals out to yeah. others. Then yeah. maybe,
0: yeah. So it could have there been a lot were,
1: worse.
0: yeah, it could have been, but there were some really awesome. Um, newspaper articles that went out across, you know, the United States and you can actually go Can we um, link to
1: them on our webpage.
0: Probably. Yeah. Okay. I don't see so why we'll not. Okay. do that.
1: Um but you I know it just tells you link all from those the last stories pod, pod, podcasts too. The <laughs> um Which which folks uh I did say in the previous podcast that we were going to put some posts out there. Uh we had a little bit of technical difficulties we had to deal with the past week or so so i have to go back and get caught up on that i apologize i'll probably do that this weekend but uh yeah we lost we lost a couple things we had to redo and uh some of the stuff i had sitting in a folder to get posted i'm gonna have to go back and redo it but not a big yeah, deal we're just yeah. a little late so yeah.
0: all right but at least it didn't cost the thirty five thousand dollars that the balloon did yeah oh,
1: yeah Oh man, that would be horrible. Yeah, yeah. It
0: was a, it was yeah. a little less costly. Thirty-five
1: thousand dollars back then.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the loss is about thirty-five thousand dollars, according to the Indiana State Sentinel in Indianapolis, Marion County. On so we
1: can link to those, right? Yeah, I have, yeah, okay. I
0: have internet access to them, so we can link to
1: those. All right. All right. Okay. Well, we are. Uh, Not quite a half hour, but this is probably going to be a shorter podcast this time. Um, I do want to take a little break and make sure we save the first half. (laughs) That's important. All right. Um, So uh, we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back after this. All right, folks, we are back and we are talking about the tragedies surrounding 1893 columbian
0: exposition also known as the chicago world's fair you just like doing that don't you
1: of course i do okay i'm just happy i can say exposition and not expedition like (laughs) i was calling it columbus's expedition 1893 no you're wrong okay so We covered uh, H.H. Holmes and the balloon and the dude that shipped himself to the fair. What else do we have?
0: So, then we start to get a little more, like, really tragic. Um, We have some deaths to discuss. So, um, the first one is, I I just want to say that that week was just a bad week. Because, remember, the balloon and the big storm was July 9th. July 10th. We had a major loss of life at the fair. I mean, not major as in like thousands of people, but we lost uh, 15 people.
1: Well, that's kind of major.
0: You know? So it wasn't like thousands, but it it was still a very large loss of life. Um, So on Monday, July 10th, um, in the afternoon, uh, four... Firemen from Chicago, eight firemen that the Columbian Exposition hired. They had their own little fire department, um, and three civilians lost their lives in a fire that happened at the cold storage building. So, um,
1: did you find out what caused it?
0: As best as can be determined, it started in the cupola, um, which was, it was flush up against the top of the smokestack. So basically it was like a heat type issue. Um, even though it was a cold storage, it still had to have some whatever. Um,
1: Something had to generate yeah, the cold.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it turned out that they, they got this cool So it was
1: poor construction then? That-
0: It was actually poor construction, Um, as it, and and I have some information about that because um, it was it was not originally designed poorly. It was originally designed nicely, however, um, Daniel Burnham, the chief of construction, didn't like how it looked.
1: Didn't like, how it looked?
0: Well, you know, there the was this the piece, there was this ugly piece of bare metal that was the smokestack for the building. And it just didn't fit in with the facade of the rest of the White City. And he's like, <laughs> nope, you guys gotta cover that up. Oh, geez. So, in fact, it's really Daniel Burnham's problem. Like, he created this problem. He ordered... Not his problem,
1: it's his fault.
0: Yeah, he ordered okay. them to make that metal of this of this of, of this smokestack he said you have to make that blend in with the surrounding buildings. so what they did was they built a facade of wood painted it with the same material that they put around the outside that the, that they had called staff and stuck it around the smokestack and sure enough it blended in really well and he was happy as can be The problem with this was that, um, it created this, um, hollow gap between the facade and the pipe that kind of went down below the main roof of the building. And so when the fire broke out, the firefighters went up on the top of that roof line and they were putting out the fire on the top, but sparks and stuff was going down inside of that hollow gap trickling down below them to the floor below and started a fire underneath them. And so they were battling a fire from above and below them at the same time. And so, um, these burning embers just kind of ignited, uh, the floors below and it was, it was, all downhill from there so what what actually happens is the men they climbed up 70 feet up the tower um, to get to the cupola and strangely enough they didn't take any ladders with them not at all they took just themselves and lengths of rope and they climbed up the walls using nailed cleats on their shoes and, and the, and the walls and they climbed up those with this rope. And then they just kind of dangled the rope down for people to down below to tie the hoses on. And then they just pulled the hoses up, but they didn't take any ladders. And that also was problematic because then when the fire really started blazing from below as well as above, they couldn't get down.
1: Hmm.
0: And so, um, you know, at first it looked like things were going well. You know, they're battling that fire up there, and the crowds below—like that, everybody was at the fair.
1: I see you have a picture there. Is that a picture of the fire? It
0: is, yeah. We'll so they had all these—they had all these people that were down below. <clears throat>
1: we'll post that picture of the fire out there on our okay. website too.
0: Yeah, and and funny enough, like all the reports are that they didn't have any ladders but there is actually a ladder in that picture but it's only like one
1: but is it a ladder or is it a rope ladder
0: um it could be a rope ladder that could be see. but anyways they were going ahead and they were uh putting out the fire in, at the cupola area and the crowds below were you know all coming and gathering around and they're all, all cheering because oh look they're gonna make know, it kind get of out. looks like
1: a ladder to me yeah
0: yeah but uh, as it turns out, that didn't exactly happen because, of course, those, those burning embers and sparks were, you know, falling down below. And um, before they knew it, um, they were engulfed in, in the flames from
1: above and so below. So the people that were killed in there, what were they doing in the cold storage building?
0: Well, they were mainly firefighters.
1: Okay, but you said there were three There were three civilians,
0: civilians as well. Um, and I believe...
1: Were they, they, were, they workers? were, they weren't.
0: They weren't. Uh, one was um, a boiler maker, and one was an electric lineman.
1: So they could have been workers. Yeah, they were kind of like okay.
0: workers, but I they, thought
1: you meant they were like guests that were. Yeah. That came to the fair.
0: No, they just weren't. You know, firefighters, and they generally call them civilians if they're not fire or police. You know. Gotcha. Okay, so anyhow, um it it got to be so fiery that there were you know, the firemen were all up there trying to do their job and get out and try to be safe and all that. but um the crowd was getting what was, denser what was that and denser. Adjective
1: you used just now. Got to be so fiery. Yeah,
0: it was really fire. It just you, you, just imagine how about, like the how fire about
1: is... engulfed in flames. It got to be so fiery. It was so
0: fiery. I don't even think I fiery is
1: a word. I don't know. This is supposed to be an educational it, historical. You're right. You're
0: right. You're right.
1: Sorry, folks. That was I'm that was from the, That was from the Marianne dictionary It
0: was the Marianne dictionary That's okay. All right. So, anyways, there all these people are like crowding around, checking it out because, of course, like like today, people are still gawkers, and they always yeah. want to look and Rubber see. Neckers. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, some of the crowd started to reali- realize, you know, just what was happening.
1: Yeah. Why couldn't they yell out and say, "Hey, yeah, get out of there! There's a fire down beneath you."
0: Yeah. Um,
1: They were just staying around taking bets.
0: It turned like when it started um, from below, they didn't like it was sort of internal, and they didn't know until it like started. Yeah, the firemen first realized it when they saw smoke coming up from their feet. Yeah, and so by that point, the the crowds down below wouldn't have seen that yet. But um, people in the in the crowd started to really realize that you know you there was a big problem and there were so many of them that they just couldn't like leave because they were all like crowded in there. And so they were forced to watch the remainder of what was happening just because they couldn't move. And so people were fainting. Um, One man actually uh, was reported to go to his knees, lift his arms towards the sky and appear to pray, uh, but still looking for like falling debris uh simultaneously um and, and it's just they literally stayed there because they, were, they, they were, couldn't get away
1: they couldn't get away or were they they uh mesmerized some of them
0: some of them couldn't get away because okay. the crowds kept coming closer, oh, yeah. and then the ones that wanted well, see, to get away you they really couldn't
1: with, you've seen that in the footage with with you know the Twin Towers with 9-11 it's just people just watching it and just gasping as to what's going on but they're mesmerized because their brain is not you know what I'm saying they're yeah. not it's not registering mm-hmm. what is going on they're watching these people leaping to their deaths and the towers are about to come down and you know that kind of thing and they're like staying there looking at it you know yeah and, that, and that's pretty I can pretty just imagine much... that tragedy there too after everything being so beautiful and having a good time and getting there and all these people and all these firsts and all that and then Boom. Yeah,
0: I can yeah. imagine. Yeah, uh, well, you mentioned the twin towers and and the jumpers <coughs> and things. That, that happened here as well. Um, so, from the 70-foot ledge, the the firefighters started to, you know, jump. Um, so, one of them, he jumped and he reached for a hose that he had, like, had extended downward. Um, and he grabbed onto it with one hand. And he managed to hold on. And he actually did survive. I wow. um,
1: bet she his shoulder now. Yeah.
0: He slid down a, a wall of fire He emerged and his clothes were on fire, but he was still holding the hose. Wow. Yeah. So he did, he managed to live. Um, and his name was John Davis. Uh, and he was of the, uh, fire company that was, um, employed by the world's fair. So he was the, at the fire company that was stationed at the midway. And, uh, there were others who weren't quite as lucky, obviously, um, but w- at one point um, there was a group of individuals uh, who were um, seeing the firemen realize that their demise was imminent. And basically, what happened was um, one of the men, one of the firemen on the tower, he threw his arms around the neck of another one and like a, it was a final embrace type thing. And, and then basically, it was a chain reaction. All of them were giving their farewells and everything. And it was super sad. And I can only imagine like oh, you seeing been, that. I would, I'm you like, been in tears. I'm almost in tears just like recounting <laughs> it. And I wasn't there, I know, you know? I know. Just um, you
1: picturing that in your mind, you're tearing
0: Yeah. Me. It it was, it was just horrid, a a horrible scene and, uh, they, they did find uh, a rope and it was thrown out and before any one of them could grab it, it burnt into two and they couldn't use it. And, uh, they kept calling for ladders to be sent from the ground and it just wasn't working and they didn't come in time and, um, it, they did not make it, um, So that was quite sad. Um, Some of them decided that their only choice was to jump or burn to death. And so um, one of them took the fiery plunge and he turned over and over again and he did land, but he didn't land on his feet. He landed on his head and he was killed instantly. Um, Others kind of watched that and they're like, "Ooh, okay, I don't think I'm going to try that um so they didn't do that um but there was a there were others who did survive you know um but basically it was it was a horrible horrible experience that day so
1: did the fair close down at all of course not of course not
0: yeah but uh by the end of the whole thing um there were 15 individuals who died, uh, 12 were firefighters and three were not. Uh, they were the civilians. And when did this happen? That was on July 10th, one day after the balloon accident.
1: So I wonder what they did for cold storage afterwards.
0: Um, I believe that they were able to save part of the building, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat>
1: 'Cause this went on till October,
0: right? It did. It did. And this is July. That's gonna be hot ah, time. They oh, definitely yeah. needed
1: Especially with that chocolate tower. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the chocolate tower from yet last week. Yeah. So um strangely enough though, there may have been an additional person that was killed that we don't really know about. Um there's a list of all of the individuals who were the firefighters and the, the civilians that were, were um, identified, but there was an individual who went by and started retracing all of the victims from the fire. And they went to all their grave sites and things like that. And they discovered at Oakwood cemetery in Chicago, there's a monument to those who lost their lives in the fire. And underneath that monument, There are seven bodies, but there should only be six because there are, um, grave sites for all of the others. And they're like, well, what's this extra body? Who is this? And, um, the unidentified 16th victim, they don't know who it was, but in the newspaper at the time, there was a small mention of an unidentified victim, uh, but then that was it they never talked about it again so Boy, I'd
1: like to go there and do an EVP session
0: yeah so next when we're in Chicago not this year but next year um, when we go back we're gonna definitely hit up Oakwood cemetery so so that is the uh fire tragedy
1: from some interesting stuff there
0: July 10th at the World's Fair
1: okay. and I find it just
0: not only interesting about that and the horrible tragedy there, but just that it's one day after the balloon thing too. Like it was just a horrible yeah, week. You're week. <laughs> like, Oh my bad gosh. Week. I can't imagine like working ship there on and the going same week, did it? I don't know. I can't imagine going there and going up being one of the guys in charge going, Oh my gosh, what's gonna happen tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because you know you and I, we put on events and we're always waiting for the next shoe to drop. Like, okay, what's going to happen yeah, next? What, what's what bad, what's going to go what wrong? Did we forget. And here's like literally two days in a row, yeah. and they're like major <laughs> type things that are happening. And I can't Where's imagine. That Pabst
1: tent? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he may very well have gone there. Oh, I think I'm going to
1: judge the beer contest. <laughs>
0: All, All right. right, so
1: our last one that we have, this is the last one. The right? last
0: one actually came right, of, right at the end of the well, World's it Fair. it
1: ended the World's Fair. Pretty it, close. Is actually why they wrapped it up. Yeah, so, so
0: um, on October 28th, just two days before the fair was supposed to close, the mayor of Chicago was gunned down. Yeah. Uh, he had been at the World's Fair. That afternoon, he had given a speech. He had given a speech, um, and uh, this was Mayor Carter Harrison Sr., by the way. Um, He had given uh, his last speech ever in front of the Liberty Bell, which was on display.
1: The actual Liberty Bell.
0: The Liberty Bell was on, yep. And we'll we'll talk about that another time because yeah, there's a story we'll for that, yeah. But um, he. So had, you said Harrison. Yes, I did.
1: Which is a prominent name for the time period.
0: That it is. And relatives. Would you like
1: to expound on that?
0: He 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 was relatives of some of our founding fathers, and absolutely. I mean, I don't know how much you want me to expound on that, but he did. It, it, the, our founding fathers, he was related to several of them. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so on October 28th, he gives this speech at the Liberty Bell. He's wor- you know, working his magic, talking to all kinds of people, you know, doing schmoozing and everything, um, getting ready for his wedding. The mayor. The mayor. He, he was, was get married. He, he wasn't
1: married at the time.
0: He was not married at the time. He was about to marry. I believe it was his third wife. Um, oh
1: well, he already served his time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. He, they. He was actually planning to get married on November seventh. He and he was murdered on October twenty eighth. So just days. So what before. was the?
1: Who was the? Who was the murderer?
0: So the the murderer was Patrick Eugene Pendergast. Um,
1: and this is the one because he was seeking some kind of appointment that yeah. he didn't get. Yeah. yeah.
0: So here, here's here's the thing. He, um, Pendergast, he apparently wanted a position in, you know, um, Harrison's entourage, so to say. Apparently it was the, Harrison had said that he would give him a corporation councilship position and he hadn't followed through on that.
1: Did he give it to Pendergast somebody else? was a little
0: teed off about it.
1: Well, I'd say if he murdered him.
0: So, um, he decided, you know what? The heck with this. And he went to, um, the, the mayor's house and he arrived at the mayor's house 730 at night knocked on the door the housekeeper made answer the door you know uh said you know what can i do for you and he said he wanted to see the mayor and they said well i have to announce who's here so who should i say is here and he said um uh what did he say i think he said he was a uh uh oh i can't think of what he said it was like a a oh you have us
1: all in suspense because i've heard this before
0: uh oh what do you uh just
1: i smell something (laughs) burning you're thinking about it it's coming
0: ah it's uh, like just a like a a, i forget i forget no you can't
1: leave us hanging but it was it it
0: was nothing like exciting though it was like i'm like no he didn't okay he didn't. He's like city a, worker
1: or something like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, something like that. But but I can't remember All what that it was. Oh that my I goodness! Forgot. I'm so sorry, everybody. I forget what he said. Uh, but anyways, uh, they go to to get you know the mayor, and the mayor comes, opens up the door from where he was at, and he starts walking towards them, and he just shoots him in the leg.
1: The leg? And that killed him? No. Oh.
0: Cause he ends up shooting him with four bullets.
1: Oh, okay. So that just slowed him down it
0: slowed him down he fell down you know uh, and then he he was shot s- several times more um, and he had a, a, a grown-up son who eventually by the way just a few years later gets hired as mayor hired he gets voted elected. in as e- elected, elected as mayor, as mayor. Uh, of, of Chicago also
1: um,
0: taking in his father's footsteps but um, he went and ahead. This,
1: the, the the mayor what was his name again.
0: Uh, Carter Harrison.
1: Yeah, he was very well liked. In most, Chicago. Yes, yes, most
0: people liked him.
1: Yeah, yeah, very well liked. So this was like a shock to Chicago. Oh, absolutely, in
0: absolutely. So <sighs> his, as I said, his son is is there. He hears the shots. He comes to see what's going on. He sees that his father's been shot. And he goes after this guy, Pendergast. He's like, oh, my gosh, this guy just shot him. So he goes chasing after him, his neighbors. Which is what you do
1: uh, yeah. after somebody who just, did... yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Why not, right? So his neighbors, he, he runs into some of his neighbors as he's chasing. I and he, he stops and tells them what's going on. His neighbor happens to be... Um, able to go over and see and check on the mayor then. So his neighbor goes on or checks on the mayor and he's, you know, talking to the mayor, the mayor's still conscious and he's going, it's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. And the mayor's like, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not going to be fine. Actually, his last words were recorded as saying, no, I've been shot in the heart and I cannot live. Wow. So those were his last words, and he was pronounced dead at 827. So within an hour of when this guy shows up at his door, he's
1: he's shot to death. Be careful answering the door or sending your maid to answer the
0: door. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it turns out um, he had, according to his uh, autopsy, there were four bullets that were found, five bullet holes, Um. One of them made one of the bullets made two, two holes that instead of the one because um, it actually hit his, I believe it was his pinky finger and went in through his and went out through his palm. So it actually like hit two. That's that's why yeah. there's the five wounds, but there's four bullets. Um, and then there were several to his midline. Um, he had one that was I think five inches above the navel at the midline, which was probably the one that he thought was the heart. The, heart. Yeah. Um, the autopsy report did not indicate that there was a hole in his heart. Um, they did say that the bowels were,
1: were you know,
0: hit. Um, and
1: uh, Oh, yeah, he gets shot in the stomach. That's a mortal wound. Yeah,
0: and then they ha- he had one, uh, I believe it was uh, to the right of his chest, Five inches above his his nipple on the right side, I believe it was the right side. He had another bullet wound, um, but they did find bullets in him during the autopsy, and they did say that it was four bullets that were fired and five wounds.
1: Okay, so what what was the outcome of this? And I'm so glad you asked. Oh, well, didn't they shut down the fair and they?
0: Yes. Um, they did end up uh instead of having the closing ceremonies, they did end up um having a memorial service for him at the fair instead but uh, I have more about this case though okay so can i can i do uh, yeah, yeah, five i was going Go i was ahead. gonna i was gonna get to the fair later, but you kind of wanted it now
1: yeah, five <laughs> more minutes tell us more about the case
0: what's really <laughs> You know, I told you that his son was chasing him. Yeah, and so other he apparently told other people as he's chasing him as well. And so, like this mob of people start chasing him, and he ends up running to the police station. And he goes because in. People are chasing him. <laughs> he goes in, and he goes up to the okay. desk.
1: Okay, no, wait a minute. I shot the mayor, but I got these people out here chasing <laughs> me. I need your protection.
0: Supposedly, he was <laughs> supposedly he was going to turn himself in, Um, but sure. before he, he just gets to the counter, has to
1: go to the police instead of the mob getting him.
0: He gets to the counter and he goes to say something, and the pol- the people from behind, you know, say, you know, this guy just you need to arrest this man. Uh, He just killed the mayor, and so the, the cop comes out and he takes him and he takes him in the back and, you know, he protects him from well, yeah. the mob. The mob would have ripped uh, him in
1: half. It'd take him out and string him up. String him up. Yeah.
0: So he... Uh,
1: <laughs> which happened a lot. <laughs> he
0: gets locked up. He eventually goes to trial and uh, he does get convicted of murder and sentenced to death by hanging. His brother... Says, you know, he's got
1: some mental issues. Oh, here we go.
0: You know, I would like to, ha- to well, of have... of course he
1: has mental <laughs> issues. He yeah. just knocked on the door and shot the mayor because he didn't get a job.
0: <laughs> true, <clears throat> true. So his brother asked for an appeal to this death sentence, and he hires none other than Clarence Darrow. Really? Unfortunately, this is Clarence Darrow's first murder case.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And it turns out that he does not manage to get him exonerated or released or anything like that and and this becomes the only person that Clarence Darrow ever loses to the executioner. Wow. The only one. Another first. Another first for at Chicago the at the World's Fair. Wow! Yeah. So for those of I'm you who don't I let know, you, uh, finish. That, thank you. That's kind of... Yeah. Those of you who may, don't know Clarence Darrow, he is like very well known for the John Scopes monkey trials for evolutionary studies. Um, he also, uh, I don't know if everybody knows this, but he also um, was hired uh, by Eugene Debs to uh, do his, his cases for him.
1: Wow, you're just spitting out all kinds of future podcasts.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> William Haywood, he uh, helped him with some assassination charges. Um, Leopold and Leob, uh, who murdered 14-year-old Bobby Franks, the teenagers. He, he was in with them. But this, this guy is the only one that he can't get off. So he uh does end up See, getting folks, hung.
1: that's why you're listening to this untold history yeah. revealed.
0: He does end up getting hung July thirteenth eighteen ninety four so you know a little mm-hmm. little less than a year, you know yeah. from from that date. but um they do as i as I was mentioning uh close the world's Fair instead of with closing ceremonies. They do um, have a memorial service for Mr. Harrison.
1: All right. Well, hey, I think we're going to wrap it up here.
0: Such a sad end to the World Fair. It
1: is. Well, this was about the tragedy. Yeah. So next week, we're going to talk about the fair itself, some statistics, and some.
0: Yeah, we'll, some other we'll do stuff. that. We got enough yeah.
1: to do a full podcast? Oh, of yeah. course oh, we dumb would. That's a question.
0: I always have one last tidbit. Yeah, always you know? got
1: one last thing, so we'll, we'll do that next week, and okay. then we'll wrap up the series. Instead of being three, it'll be four. Okay, and, and I think that that serves it well because there is a lot. There of stuff. is
0: a lot of things with the Chicago yeah. World's Fair. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so, alrighty, folks. Um, if you would like to get a hold of us, you can go to our website, which is UntoldHistoryRevealed.blogspot.com. And there's a little form down on the side there and uh you can fill that out and that'll shoot us an email or you can get a hold of us on twitter either through the untold history revealed twitter account or the panic d database uh, twitter account which uh, we follow pretty heavy Uh, that's probably be the better way to get a hold of us um yeah there's several different ways you can get a hold of us (laughs) I need to consolidate them all together because it's getting to be too much of checking everything. But someday. That's just another thing on the to-do list.
0: Tomorrow. Yeah. To-
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, until next time.
0: Thanks for listening, guys.
1: You've been listening to
0: Untold History
1: Radio.